0: Well, looky here. We're back with an all new season of full cast and crew. Can you believe it? I can hardly believe it myself. Today, I'm going to be talking about the 1989 teen witch comedy, Teen Witch, with Marianne Sirk and Heather Thompson, two of my favorite recurring guests. And Before we jump into the conversation, given that it was a conversation with two comedians, did we cover all the salient details of the production of the film and the backstory and the making of? Probably not. We probably just bounced around and had a hell of a lot of fun, as you'll hear. I'll give you a few of the details now in case you're not familiar with 1989's Teen Witch. It's one of those kind of funny 80s films that came from a studio. I think it was called Transworld Entertainment. And this was a studio that specialized in one and a half to two million dollar movies, sometimes with a recognizable star that they could market internationally. And the business model was predicated predicated upon the fact that these movies would sell in markets overseas, they would run them for seven days in a theater in the United States in order to fit various contractual obligations to overseas distributors, and they would make their money back and then some based on these movies doing a certain amount of known business. So. One of the funny things about the, those types of film studios is, you know oftentimes a lot of the bullshit that goes into the entertainment business is can be present in in things like that, but it can also be kind of remarkably free of that stuff And certain creative people, producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, can kind of just have fun and work. You know, it's a job. They're getting paid. Uh, nobody's taking it too seriously. Everybody's aware of exactly what they're making. I believe one of the actors or uh, the director said, you know, we all knew we weren't making, um, you know, <laughs> good fellas. You know I mean? Like they, they know what they're making. Yet everyone is putting their best foot forward. And as a result, sometimes the films can have – a certain spirit and kind of a a feel-good nature. I think that comes through when you watch Teen Witch, which I had never seen before. So the movie stars uh, Robin Lively, who is the half-sister of Blake Lively. And the film is like riddled with a couple of other half-siblings of notable actors, uh, including the son of actor Jason Miller, who played Father Demian in The Exorcist who is also the half-sibling of actor Jason Patrick. It goes on and on from there. But basically, Robin Lively plays your typical high school, uh, you know, I wouldn't say outcast. She's just sort of a normal, schlubby, everyday kind of person with a doting set of parents and an annoying little brother. Um, She wears a lot of sort of Amish-feeling floor-length skirts, With plaid shirts and sweater vests, you know, has her hair tied back, glasses, that sort of a thing. Anyway, she comes to find out that through a visit to the uh, little person from Poltergeist's haunted home of tarot reading, that she is actually reincarnated. Uh, from you know a 16th century witch who was burned at the stake in Salem and there's a magical amulet and she can use this to create whatever scenario she wants. She can just simply wish for something and it will happen. I wish you would do this. I wish you would do that. So she gets that power and embarks upon a typical makeover uh, story arc. And guess what? Sometimes the most magical spell of all are the lessons we learned along the way. And in the end... She returns to the comfort of the life that she knew before, but notably keeps the new hairdo, the new wardrobe, and the hunky most popular guy in school that she picked up along the way. So the film has some startlingly funny kind of one-liners that come out of left field. In the making of, you realize that one of the the screenwriters – Uh, was a Second City writer and, you know, probably had skills a little bit higher than were required for this type of uh, teen romance comedy movie. So it has little charms like that. It's got ridiculous musical numbers. It's got insane 80s clothes, and it's had a shelf life way beyond what could be expected for a movie that cost, you know, a million and a half bucks in 1989. It's become a trope. It's become a meme. There's a very famous scene called Top That, which is a rap scene performed tragically, sadly, by a trio of three white, non-funky rappers, I guess you could call them. Um, The scene is notable for the absolute dedication to the cause that all actors present are displaying. You'll hear it later on in the podcast. It's it's watchable in that way, and a lot of people kind of uh, hilariously scream, laugh, watch this movie, Uh, but I think a lot of people also just kind of love it for its quirky charms. Count me in that that category, surprisingly to myself, because when I had Marianne and Heather on first, we did uh, Practical Magic, which is a movie they love. which is such a disaster of a film in so many ways. It's got 16 different movies going on in the same thing, and none of them actually really comes together, but they love it. I respect that they love it, but I didn't love it. Uh, So I kind of thought more of the same was in store for me, but you know, I love talking to the two of them, and I thought, hey, I'm, I'm willing to go along. Come to find out, I loved it. I was really all aboard. I'm a teen witch fan, and officially this is the second movie in what will be... A trinity of witch films. We have to find the third one that I'm going to have these two hilarious comedians back on to discuss. Uh, maybe we're going to do Witches of Eastwick. That was a suggestion that you hear Marianne make. If you have any other ideas, let us know. I'll do some other episodes coming up shortly. Um, I'm going to do a solo catch up episode probably the week after next that just kind of catches you up on things that I've been watching and really digging uh, over the time that I've take, taken off during the summer. And Uh, Looking ahead to some very big cinematic things that I'm looking forward to, notably Dune. Planning on seeing that next week. Uh, That's a big thing for me. So here you have my conversation with Marianne Sirk and Heather Thompson about 1989's Teen Witch. Reunited and it feels so good. Top that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Reunited.
0: Top that. How do I sound? You sound great.
1: Okay. Let me hear Heather. Do I sound thin?
0: You sound extremely thin. <laughs> <laughs> let me see. That was 14 seconds until Marianne referenced <laughs> the joke told 15 years ago. She still <laughs> hasn't gotten over. Thought it was hilarious. My Dave Chappelle show moment.
1: <laughs> Gee, you almost got canceled. <laughs> All right,
0: Heather, let me hear you. I can't hear you, Heather. Where are you?
2: Well, I'm trying, but you two keep talking. Um, <laughs> Do I sound sad? There she
0: is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sounds good. My voice sounds real thick, yeah. right? Like we're, <laughs> like... we're body typing our voices. Mine's for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Voice body that sound type. sounds like
1: quirky girl next door? Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, let's jump in because as far as witch movies go, I think that we're improving as we go to our second witch movie. So let me first begin by just thanking... The both of you for joining me on my first podcast recording, and God, I don't know how long—at least since the summer. Oh, and wow. I don't even know how this came up. Marianne, one so of Marianne posted me. something. You okay?
1: Every year, I post the top that rap <laughs> around <laughs> Halloween because my sister and I watched Teen Witch after school, mm-hmm. and we always died laughing at that rap. So oh it was God. always for her, and now she's not on Facebook, but it pops up in my memories, and I repost it. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, and so I had seen that going around a little bit, and but I'd never seen the movie. So then it was just sort of you know once we once the gang's all there in one of the threads on Facebook, (laughs) uh, and the and the jokes and the comedy start flying, I start thinking, hey, you know what? I'm looking for just an excuse to get off my lazy ass and start taping episodes again. So I couldn't think of a better excuse than to gab with the two of you, and then shockingly to me, because let's be honest. You guys forced me to sit through Practical Magic, which is, you know, beloved by you two, but it's not a good movie. Wow. (laughs) So I wasn't really, I was expecting kind of more of the same or even worse. But as I told Marianne last night, much to her shock and awe. Yeah. uh, I loved, loved (laughs) Teen Witch. Loved it. Thought it was great. Wow. Unironically. Not ironically. Not ironically. I thought it had heart. (laughs) I thought some of the one-liners were zingy as hell uh, and surprising Mm -hmm. for a movie of this low-budget caliber. I loved some of the performances. Uh, I just thought it had a winning heart. I thought it knew exactly what it was, and it didn't try to be any more or any less, and I thought it succeeded. So, yeah, I'm all aboard, man. My kind (laughs) of movie. All aboard
1: the Teen Witch Train. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you that it knows what it is <laughs> and it and it makes and it doesn't apologize and it capitalizes on that. But all the rest? Uh-huh. Oof, really? Wow. Over Mac. Oh,
0: of course, Marianne. Come on. I mean, Max. you can't I, can we not relitigate practical magic?
2: <laughs> yeah. We failed, yeah. Heather. We did I not. Don't, I don't know what consume with him. the British but I do have a question for Marianne. So Marianne was talking about how her and her sister would laugh really hard at the rap scene. When I watched this as a little girl, I thought everything was the epitome of cool. And I don't think it would have even (laughs) occurred to me to laugh at anything. Did you recognize it as ridiculous, even as a child?
1: A hundred percent. But I wasn't a child. Let's see. It was 19. Was it 89? It was
0: 1989.
1: Yeah. So it was being played on TV at 4 p.m., maybe in high school. So I was, so 1990, I was a freshman. So I'm going to say 91, they it, it hit the TV waves okay. and that's, so I was a saw, I was, I knew what cool was and it wasn't. Top <laughs> okay, that. I was younger
2: than you. So it makes sense that I had a different take on it.
1: You were, you're not anymore.
0: <laughs> Which is weird. Wait, how does that work?
1: It's just weird. Don't think about <laughs> Don't it. Don't think too about much. it. Okay. But I'm younger Wait, than I now. wanted to ask
0: both of you, Marianne, you kind of addressed this, but just when the movie came out in 1989. So tell me where you both were and who you were in 1989. Heather, you go first.
2: Okay. So 1989, I would have been eight years old. And this might shock people, but I was not cool. I was <laughs> <No>. very chubby. <laughs> I did a lot of theater. I was in gifted oh talented. God.
1: You were a Louise Miller. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
0: pretty much.
1: Like maybe if she was fat and she had less hope. (laughs) (laughs) You were a Zelda (laughs)
0: Rubinstein. but about the same size.
2: I did crimp my hair a lot and I did put bows
0: in it. Wait, 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 wait. You crimped your hair when you were eight?
2: Um, Well, my mom would do it, but yeah. God, there's pictures I need to send. (laughs) She hired a stylist, Yeah. (laughs)
0: Or did your mom just think you looked adorable with a picture day
2: or a special occasion or?
1: <laughs> oh, Jason wouldn't get that yeah, no. picture day. He That's likes my to specialty. sabotage his daughter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Heather, Heather's eight years old in 1989. She has crimped hair. She's doing theater and I'm seeing cool right now. I'm not. Yeah. You know, so Heather doing theater implies outgoing to me as an eight year old.
2: Um, no, right? I mean, I don't, I've always been sort of a save it for this stage, and by that, I mean, <laughs> right, staring at the wall in a group of people like a weirdo, and then as soon as I, as soon as you lift the curtain and you give me a part, I'm great. But um, I mean, she comes a lot. being outgoing and liked, I think that that's
1: <laughs> okay, Yeah, precocious. I was
2: very <laughs> precocious. That's accurate.
0: Oh, so when, so you're in rehearsals and everyone's kind of going like, "What the hell are we going to do with her?" And then the curtain goes up and this show yeah, this showgirl comes out inside how who's me? bursting with life,
2: yeah.
0: right? Yeah, I love that. Oh, and Heather, I'm sorry, Heather, where were you? Yeah. What what part of the country oh, were you in at this time?
1: Um, rural Maine
0: wow
1: and heather what plays did an eight-year-old
0: you do (laughs) oh
2: um i was in oliver i was in annie (laughs) um
0: all the big parts that
2: (laughs) is i always played the matronly like in oliver (laughs) i was widow corny in annie i was the cook because I was
0: type typecast from a young age. Yeah. Well that's right. what
2: happens when you're chubby. When you're chubby and you're doing oh. children's community theater, they just automatically make you like the mom matronly character. Like I have such a weird right. the grandma right. because yeah. I felt like a frumpy 40-year-old since the time I was like seven or eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's been part of my you mean you weren't doing you on, were on Dean like they were in Teen Witch?
2: <laughs> no. Oh wait!
0: There's such a bizarre layer in the movie of like highfalutin intellectual references for some apparent reason.
2: Mm-hmm. You, like, like they had like, one when they're, they're, they're doing play, a play. What? It's on
0: Dean. It has all these like <laughs> oh, you know right. philosophical and literary references, and there's there's a bunch of one liners that are are pitched way above the weight of the film, which is kind of funny. But anyway, so Marianne, it's 1989. How old are you? And we know where yeah. you are. You're in Rochester. Then
1: you're gonna die. The parallel life here. <laughs> I had I was in eighth grade and I had a boy's haircut, like a short, short because I kept I was continually told I could pull it off. <laughs> and so they would always give me a boy. And I'm like, but I don't know. And they're like, no, you've got the personality and the eyes. You could pull it off. I don't want to have to pull something off. Yeah, who's telling you you like could I pull was, it off? Who's the my mom?
0: you could pull it off? You could pull that off.
1: I know. Well, can we do something that doesn't require work for me to make it, make it work? Can we just make it look at anyway? I was Oliver. Wow. Great. That's why this. I was dying when she said she was an Oliver. Um, Heather, I was Oliver because I had short hair and I looked like a boy. I had not developed what you all know now as my amazing body. <laughs> <laughs> I was super t- like skinny to the point where it was. I have some photos that look concerning. Like it was bad. I was, I didn't eat much. Really? So I was cast there. Perfect United as the waif Oliver. Mm-hmm. Yes, please, sir. Can I have some more? Did you
0: do an English accent?
1: No, I did a very thick Rochester accent. That's what I chose. <laughs> <laughs> what does that sound like? in you, Rochester, New Can York. you
0: demonstrate that for our listeners who are not familiar oh, yeah. with the distinctive patois of Rochester?
1: I, so do I not have it anymore? I don't hear it. Oh, God, that's such a huge compliment. I work so hard to get rid of I don't of think that. you
0: ever had one in you the time do. I've known oh, yeah. you. I've never that's-
2: th- can I say, please, sir, can I have some more
1: with it? Please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> wow.
0: Can I have some more? <laughs> Ki- can I have
1: some more? Ki-
0: can I have some more?
1: Ki- <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's like almost, say, is it
0: almost like yeah. a little Western Pennsylvania bordering yeah. Canada?
1: Oh, yeah. Fargo, Fargo. Okay. It would be like. The A's are, come on down, <laughs> learning Carolina. You don't even know. It's like a real round ball. Oh my oh God. Oh my God. I hear videos of me from the past and it's like, oh, gross. Wow. So. And my sister, you should hear my sister. She's got. Okay. So by
0: the time you were both in high school, what year was it?
1: 90 for me.
2: Uh, let's see. I would have started.
0: 2007 for Heather.
2: okay wait i I would have been 15 so i think like 1994 was when i started high school no wow
1: okay right when i graduated what about you
2: jason oh my god i graduated in 2000 so it would have been 1996 that i started oh my
0: god okay so the 80s are long over the 90s are over pretty much by the time you guys hit high school
1: right what year were you
0: in high school in high school Okay, get ready to get in the- Tell us, Grandpa. Get ready to get in your way back machine, okay? (laughs) Because we're going to go- Do
1: numbers go back that
0: far? We don't even, we can't use numbers. We're going to have to use a combination of hand signals and firework flares (laughs) in order to demonstrate the year that it was. Let me take you all (laughs) the way back to Jason Silo's first year in high school, which would have been 1983.
1: Oh. Thanks for that 79
0: throwaway by the way. I yeah, hope you pay was, for that I was later. I
1: guessing. <laughs> I've already paid. Okay.
0: Yeah, 83 to 87. I was in high school.
1: Heather was born. Uh, yeah, I would have. Heather been, was. Yeah, awesome. you were
0: born. Congratulations.
1: Um,
2: okay, so but do you remember this movie cuz I remember watching this movie yeah.
0: I have no memory of this movie whatsoever oh, because oh, guys, well, this movie came out walking
2: to this movie?
0: This movie came been, out in oh. 1989 when I was already in college.
1: In college, so you were the age that most of the actors were
0: that were playing teenagers. <laughs> I was younger. I was younger than most of the actors <laughs> yeah. at that point.
1: Yeah, except for Robin Lively, which is I so know. funny that she was actually fifteen making That's insane. out. And when I say making, he's out, twenty-two.
0: It's it a was crime. Disgusting. It's literally a Their crime.
1: Tongues, like they did a close-up on the tongues going in. First of all, repeatedly.
0: he was giving way too much tongue in that kissing scene. Yeah, she was not yeah. giving any because she probably had no idea what was going on.
1: Right. And Although she did
0: look... You were, you couldn't do that today. I mean, that's literally like, it's yeah. a crime. He's 22, she's uh-huh. 15.
1: Is it a crime? No. No, because of art?
0: Because of art, it's not a crime?
1: Yeah. No, it's not?
0: I just don't think they would do that in a film set. I mean, I don't think they would have a... So
1: did we watch child porn? Is this bad? <laughs> well, <laughs> Is Teen Witch uh, canceled? You know, it's, <laughs> I,
0: I think it's, in a way, Robin Lively, you know, perhaps coming out of a showbiz family... Yeah. Has seemingly survived this life probably better than a lot of people might have. And actually, most people in this film seem to have kind of survived it. Like the two, you know, the, I can't remember the names of the characters, but um, Brad and and Rhonda, which is a weird name for Lisa Fuller's character, um, you know, they're still married in real life. They got married two years after they made this movie, even though they were only 22 at the time.
2: Wait, who? No, that's crazy. Yeah. Sorry. Who are those?
0: That's Brad. oh Who are Brad? those? I mean, only the main male focus of the entire film. Yeah, Brad who, the Brad and the
1: most and uh, the most popular oh, yeah. They became a the couple in real life.
0: Though. I think, yes. and got married <clears> and had <throat> kids, and they're and still, still married together. I think Heather might have watched the wrong movie.
1: I did. I just <laughs> don't go to. Her She's mind. like, I don't
0: remember a Brad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brad. Um, which just did anyone else feel like it was such a fake name? I don't know what well, it was, Brad. but I was that like, it just like, feels fake. The, yeah. the
0: quintessential it's better than Rhonda, Randa, R A N D A. Yeah, what kind of name yeah. is R A N D A? I don't know. What's funny
2: about <laughs> I like palm. her being so young is when I watched this as a kid. To me, she was the height of sophistication and womanhood. Like, I mean, (laughs) this really informed for me, like, what does it mean to be a sexy, like, adult woman? And in my head, when I watched it, she was probably like 30. You know what I mean? And then when I watched it again as an adult, I was like, oh my God, this is like a child. Like, this was like a 14-year-old that I was like sitting there taking notes and being like, how to be grown woman.
1: Right. Watch Teen Witch over and over. Um, yeah. And she I, I read in one of those things you sent one of the articles was like she her mother was like, we're going to she's going to get emancipated yeah. to bypass like school laws and things. Well,
0: she the, even stranger like the producer was saying it's such a low budget movie. You know, I think they were spending a million two hundred fifty thousand dollars to film the movie and they had twenty six days to do it. Yeah. And. Once, and and the the producer was kind of saying yes to a lot of things that the sort of studio was saying. And she was just sort of like- the
1: director was, the producer was more saying, sure, I guess. The producer was more like, yeah,
0: yeah, no problem. He's like, you know, because it's a musical, I don't understand musicals. So instead of, you know, 2 million, I'm going to give you 1.25. She's like, yeah, no problem. He's like, and instead of 30 days, you know, I'm going to give you 26 days. She's like, yeah, no problem. And then they she she gets on the set and it's kind of like, how the hell are we going to do this? And one of the issues that they had was given that, Robin Lively was 15, 16 years old at the time. She could only work according to the minors schedule, even though, of course, they were going to put her in a, you know, completely inappropriate erotic scene with a 22 year old grown man. But, you know, she can only work two hours before lunch, everyone. Let's let's be let's be make sure we're on the, the right side of the law here. So that was when the producer had a conversation with Robin Lively's mother, who was fairly well known in Hollywood. And then the mother in the article is quoted as saying, well, we were thinking of emancipating her anyway. Uh, so I guess that's what they must've done because they were able to shoot the days that they did. But to Heather's point, I was kind of shocked when I started digging into the movie after the fact, and I realized she was actually 15, 16 years old because I think she comes across much older. And I just, like Marianne Mm -hmm. said, assumed this is a high school movie populated by people in their mid twenties. But I, I think her realness is kind of one of the things that I responded to when watching it in that she's not conventionally either the lead of a high school movie or even kind of like the quote-unquote ugly duckling that she's supposed to be. Like, she sort of like mm-hmm. feels very natural. real, very natural. Right. And like someone that I went to high school with. Now, my, see, I'm the only one on this podcast here who actually went to high school in the actual 80s. So, oh,
1: wow. <laughs> With a witch, though? <laughs>
0: there were a lot of witches. So I, I think for for me, you know, by the time that this movie came out, I was already deeply into my sort of counterculture. Like I would never have gone to this movie in 1989.
2: Right. I'd love to see college Uh, age you just trying to round up the boys for a night of Teen
1: Witch.
0: Yeah, that just wasn't, that wasn't really going to be on the card. So it's, it's really, thank God we have, you know, film podcasts 30 years later so that we can, um, so that we can revisit
1: as a teenager in the 80s, yeah. were people just breaking into rap songs in the hallway and um, rap battles? Well, you
0: know, it's funny because at least where I went to high school and super listener Stacy can chime in on this on Instagram because we went to high school together and she was she will attest to these same things. In our high school, there very much was kind of the rise of hip hop culture. Now, our high school uh, had a very large black student population and a very large... Where were you? This was in West Haven, Connecticut. Oh, really? Which was a land forgotten by time. (laughs) It, It was a school where... It was a town that like, literally, like in a Twilight Zone episode, I would say was 15 to 20 years behind the times in terms of fashions and... Okay. You know, how people dress. So like, if I showed you a photo of me or anyone in our high school in 1987, everyone looks like it's 1977. That's not an exaggeration. (laughs) Yeah, it's not an exaggeration, like feathered hair, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, roach clips for earrings with the girls. Like it was 10 years behind the actual time that we were in. Uh, Yeah, the time that we were in, you know, you have kind of hip hop and rap music crossing over into white culture. And so, it was very present in the hallways. People hmm. started dressing differently. So, so yeah, I'm and,
1: surprised you'd have hip hop if you were behind the times.
0: Well, I think the white culture was behind the times. I think the okay. black, <laughs> like typically black culture at the time was. Right on the times, if not ahead of the times. Oh, on, Nothing much has changed right. in you know mm-hmm. American society. So, yeah, mm-hmm. the white culture was stuck in the mid seventies. But I remember things like you know the Casals glasses and the Adidas shell top shoes and all of that kind of culture and and dress and stuff coming in. Um, I do remember that. We did not have white kids or Robert Blake's tank top wearing son rapping in the hallways like they did in Teen Witch. Fortun- right. Did you or know
1: all the words to Rapper's Delight?
0: I actually knew all the words to Freaks Come Out at Night and other Houdini songs because okay. I used to get the 12-inch LP records. And I was a kid who was a nerd and isolated. And I used to transcribe the words by hand by starting and stopping my record player. Yeah.
1: Oh, so, we all had to have workarounds back then. Yeah, that's, that's how you
0: That's how you decide, you know, you couldn't look anything up, of course. And I think some of these 12-inch singles didn't come with lyrics. Right, they just came in plain lyrics. sleeves. And, you know, these were record labels that were, you know, probably not packaging, was not the forte. So you, you or I, if you're interested in words, which I was, I was interested in words. And that's what kind of got me into these things at an early age was you would drop the needle and you would listen to the first couple of lines and then write them down and then drop the needle mm. again and write the next couple of lines. Right. And then if you did that for about forty five minutes to an hour, you could transcribe the whole song. And there you had it.
1: And that was your it was considered a workout.
0: For you <laughs> It was a mental workout. Yes. It was a mental workout. So, yeah. so yeah, the that not to get too deeply into my high school. Mama experiences, been
1: dropping the needle all night.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was back when dropping the needle just meant putting it on some vinyl. Yeah, not into your arm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so
0: yeah, I think the movie now, you know, I guess in reading about it, people sort of worship it for its bad '80s fashion and yeah, uh, but. I love, all, I love all that stuff because I remember all that stuff. I mean, there's a scene where she's wearing yeah. those socks that fold over with the white lace cuffs. Like, every oh, yeah. girl in our I high school wore those. wore
2: those. Oh,
1: God, that's so pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you right. were eight. Yeah, that was your first communion, though.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, the clothes feels very familiar.
1: Yeah, I can understand that nostalgia, then, you wanting that. And that's funny, to, not to veer off, but Robbie, my husband... Um, loves 1989 BMW, like -hmm. 80s BMWs. Mm -hmm. And he said, the people that remember the 80s BMWs from their childhood are now at the point where they can afford to buy them and fix them up. So his junky car that didn't mean much a few years, Mm -hmm. maybe 10 years ago, is now of value for people like you who are like, oh, I love that car, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, if he starts doing um, Chevy Chevette's from 1987, (laughs) he should definitely give me a call.
1: Chevy
3: your best, it'll drive you happy. Chevy your best, it'll drive you happy.
2: Check that
3: side sticker and listen to your heartbeat quicker. Look at this smile that's raining What's the sense of waiting? Share your best.
0: So yeah, tell me about your your reactions to the film. So Marianne, you grew up watching the movie over and over again. So presumably yeah. you, you liked it then. But when I was telling you that I really liked it last night, you were sort of incredulous, almost sort of telling me that you didn't like it now.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I liked it in the way that you like, oh, what was um, Adam uh, Curry, Tim Curry? What, what, what Halloween movie was he?
0: Rocky Horror Picture Show?
1: No, the Halloween, nothing like Halloween. He had a cool Halloween movie, but they were all very sort of poorly done, and it just felt like we we knew it was bad, you know. Mm-hmm. So we we had, but we watched it, by the way, and I just remember sitting in the kitchen. Uh, we'd be sitting by this tiny little TV. And it was also all that was on. So for me, it was more just a great memory of being with my sister and having a little inside joke rather than, and and no, I never thought the movie was good ever.
0: Regular (laughs) listeners will know that all of Marianne's childhood stories take place in her family's Rochester kitchen. Yes. Were you allowed anywhere Buy else in the home TV. or <laughs> confined to the kitchen?
1: That's where I liked to perch. <laughs> and there wasn't even like a chair for, I had like a giant bar. Like chair a bar at stool. Like bar, <laughs> yeah. And I would sit in this very uncomfortable place. I watched a lot of TV eating instant mashed potatoes wow. in a bathrobe there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I loved instant mashed potatoes oh, as a kid growing up. Potato yes. It's uh, easy uh, to make. What was yeah. it? Hungry Man? No, what was the brand that would be the, the boxed fuzz. dry...
2: Potato what spuds. were they called? I think they were called potato spuds, and it was the flakes in the box. Just
1: the flakes, yeah. Oh, the
0: flakes. I think I used yep. to eat and them just raw. If I felt fancy, I'd make gravy, but. <laughs> I mean, you like make gravy or you take the jar of gravy and heat it up?
1: A packet of powdered gravy. <laughs> wow.
0: Now we're and talking. Add
1: water to that.
0: Now we're talking.
1: <laughs> I had to heat up a whole lot of water. <laughs>
0: Both. Okay, so <laughs> Heather, was
1: Friday. Yeah. when
0: you Heather, when did you uh, see the movie, and was your appreciation for it uh, ironic or unironic originally, and how has that changed over the years?
2: Okay, so I don't remember the first time I ever saw it. I just remember it being like, I loved holiday specials as a child, so there was just sort of a rotation of things that I would either catch on TV or maybe I had VHS taped off the TV, and um, so this was like kind of in the rotation. And then, and I just remember like, I mean, I loved makeover movies. I still do. I'm still waiting. For oh yeah. That's yeah. a huge element So like, I'm not kidding when I'm like, you know, I watched it like, this is the height <laughs> of sophistication. <laughs> this is how to be a woman. Um, and then, You're not <laughs> then wrong. I feel like at some point in my twenties or something, you know, I saw people posting about it on social media and was like, Oh yeah, I have a vague memory of like that sort of treasured weird childhood thing And finding it and watching it on television and being like okay this isn't really very good and (laughs) she is like 14 she's not like the woman that i saw her although i will say Rhonda's is a woman that's a 25 year old who could be in a beer commercial you know um Uh, it doesn't hold like i'm let's not let's not rehash too many fights but like Hocus Pocus and Practical Magic are my two, like, <laughs> these are good Halloween movies. And Teen Witch is more of my, like, if you're starting to really look around for an additional thing to throw in, you know, you're... Wow. Um, but...
1: It, hey, <laughs> let me ask you guys, do you remember The Worst Witch with Tim Curry? I just oh, okay. That's that is was.
2: familiar and now I have to go find it because as soon as... I don't 1986,
1: Oh, girl. Okay. 1986,
0: The Halloween Song. something's moving is going down low. The and then like can happen on Halloween, it's better than a video. The Gremlin's gonna mess up every cassette from London to
3: Idaho. April 1st can be found.
1: Tim Cur- I mean, Tim Curry's the iconic 80s like actor, I think. He's ooh, he's so bad But watching
2: it this time, I had a new appreciation. I just watched it today. What a day. I wake up and they're like, we need you for a podcast.
0: if you guys wonder what life is like in la for comedians
2: (laughs) i thought i was an unemployed drifter but i gotta wake up it's
0: basically waking up to a a long litany of of facebook messages requiring her to leap out of bed and immediately watch teen witch and be prepared to be funny about it several hours later yeah
2: and look at me um so but i was impressed like with you jason i felt like some of the movie is just kind of bad in like a cheesy, delightful way. But mm-hmm. there's like this occasional really funny line in there where I just felt like there was one really smart comedy writer in the room. Can you remember any of them for me? Yes, I like, okay. So she says something about like, that's popularity, they'll... And somebody's going to tell me if it's a famous quote by like somebody prestigious because I got the feeling. But she was like, that's popularity. You're up and then you're down. You know, this is from the second best right. Friend. And then, and then she goes who said that? She was, I don't know, probably Rob Lowe. And those yes, are like one brilliant. of the funny lines that it's like, do you know who said that quote that she was saying? Cause it's definitely not Rob Lowe, but the idea that a teenage girl would be like, yeah. I have a deep philosophical thought. Where did I get that? Probably Rob Lowe is pretty funny.
0: <laughs> it is very funny. And I think, you know, one of the things that was in that article that I sent to you both was that Robin Mankin who is one of the two screenwriters along with Vernon Zimmerman came from second city and was sounds like you know had some real comedy chops and at this time in hollywood you know people are trying to make a living they're working for a pretty low budget studio
1: mm-hmm. and
0: what's funny is with all the changes in hollywood i was thinking uh, in hollywood i was thinking as i was reading about the making of this film the business that this studio like Trans World United or whatever it was called was in was basically making movies for a million or two million dollars with a star that they could sell overseas and basically guarantee their money for the foreign receipts. They would have a seven day screening in the United States in a real theater so that it it qualified and counted as certain mm. types of deal so structures. Like a turn and burn a little bit, but honestly, that's still one of the aspects of Hollywood that exists and hasn't been changed by the rise of the Marvel movies. Like. There are innumerable numbers of movies like this that still get produced at this basic price point that you never hear of. And many of them star people like Mickey Rourke, you know, who works for a day for $25,000. And then the movie, you know, wow. recoups its million dollar budget all over the rest of the world where, you know, audiences still want to buy a DVD with with him, with him in the movie. So it's funny that, you know, this this type of movie is kind of one of the, the types of movies that, that does still remain, even though none of us ever really see them. So I think those one-liners, going back to the Rob Lowe line, which I did laugh out loud at, I think that's Robin Menken. I mean, I think she was really funny, and I think they knew what they were doing, and the director and Robin Menken and the producer all seemed to sort of understand what they were making. They didn't have highfalutin airs about what they were doing. I I guess the thing I respond to is I could feel sort of a sense of like, let's do a good job on it as well as we can. Like, yeah, it has to do all these crazy cheesy things
1: from Robin for sure. Robin. Like I felt like she was so sincere. Robin
0: lively. Yes. Yes. She was very sincere and I thought really good. Like, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, she I thought she best. was really good. And and I thought Mandy Ingber is really good. I think, okay, yeah, let's talk right. about who's good. Yeah. Robin Lively okay. is really good as yeah. Louise Miller. I think it's a really good yeah. high school performance. I think, you know, Heather, I wanted to ask you, when you said you first watched it and the makeover movie thing is one thing, this film has that kind of turn where you sort of, and I want to get your, both of your takes on on this Sort of turn that happens in films like this. Obviously, they're dressing her down in the beginning. They're doing her hair to make her look mousy. They're putting her in, you know, glasses and carrying books in front of her chest and doing all these movie tricks to signal to everybody unpopular, ugly, uh, ugly duckling. Then, you know, through the magic, she undergoes this transformation. Now, when the transformation starts happening and the supposedly good things start happening to her as a child, when you're watching this, are you like with all of those things? Or do you, do you know as they're kind of happening that they're kind of hollow? That's what I'm kind of fascinated uh. by with movies like this. You know what I mean? Where you know the the arc is coming where she gets everything she thinks she ever wanted yeah. and finds out it ain't all it's cracked up to be and then kind of goes back to being the version of herself that she was at the beginning of the movie, but with a little more awareness. So when you're watching it as a kid, are you like, yeah, be the most popular girl, who cares? And then you're kind of like heartbroken that she goes back? Or well, did you always know that the arc was I, hollow? I don't
2: think I knew anything. I think I was just sort of like, she's popular and pretty. There's hope for me. <laughs> shoes. But I wasn't like, I, I mean, the one thing that would disappoint me, and this is because I love a sassy best friend and I am a sassy best friend, is when the nerdy devoted friend gets pushed to the wayside. Like, I think that's always heartbreaking. That's always when I'm like, now, now, you're getting out of hand. They were with you for, yes, <laughs> um,
1: literally pushed <laughs> off a bike yeah, or something. Like, yeah. Goes down a
2: ravine
1: while she's like, I'm the most popular <laughs> <girl."> Um. <laughs>
0: She does a great job. Mandy. But she doesn't,
2: I feel like she does a good midway at the end. Cause it's not like she goes back to being from city. It's like, no, like, she's still
0: keeping the dress.
2: She's still, she still has the glamorous <laughs> makeover, but now she's like, you know,
0: well, she's found herself, right? Yeah. Cause you're, you're, you're led to believe that it's her mother who dresses her in these crazy clothes. And I kind of like the warm relationship she has with her father played by Dick Sargent. Um, you know,
1: another gay icon, another gay a icon. Gay icon. Yeah. we were
0: talking, there's, there's several gay icons in the film. <laughs> so the secret gay history of teen, Witch is another podcast. I'll leave that to a better, quali- better qualified. <laughs> yeah. I guess in the end, the turn is, I kept kind of waiting for the movie to go, go forward past the dance because it's kind of like, okay, she still gets the guy. She still looks great. She's just not having the entire school under a magical spell anymore. Is that the, that's what's happening.
2: I think so. Is that what happens when she throws the amulet off? Is that supposed to break the spell?
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, I, was she like giving the amulet to <laughs> Madame Serena because is Madame like, Serena? Madame Serena know? needs that in some way or to is like, Madame Serena that felt freighted, but
2: the most popular girl now because that's the movie I want to see. <laughs> Madam Serena is like. <laughs> Hiding
1: yeah. in the back of the convertible while all magic. the boys are like, you're the best.
0: Yeah, Madam Serena is the hottest freshman at the next year's class.
1: I'm going to have so many love slaves. <laughs> yeah. There were <was> some consent <laughs> issues in the movie for sure.
0: Frog consent?
2: <laughs> yeah. Do you, think that frog, right. do you think that frog
0: could consent when she turned him into a uh, hunky blonde <laughs> tuxedo clad... <laughs> servicing stud no. or whatever that implication I was i didn't
1: i was uncomfortable when she told a 15 year old that she's gonna have a lot <laughs>
0: i was uncomfortable <laughs> well. when she had a 15 year old sit in her lap and then yeah. reversed and she sat in the 15 year old's lap like isn't mm. it a thing with um uh i'm not sure what the what's the what's the appropriate phrase for zelda rubenstein a little person
1: Oh, um, um I believe it is. I don't want to be
0: offensive, but uh, No, you
1: know what they it's not supposed to be little person and I know it's not midget again. No. But it might be.
0: No, what they went back to
1: midget? Yeah. No, mm, that doesn't yeah. sound right. Um, okay. but I'm not really? sure. Wait. I, How do we well, google this without dwarf? I think it's dwarf.
0: No, yeah, but dwarfism is a specific thing.
1: Dwarfism community, they ref- prefer to be referred as dwarfs.
0: Yeah, but that's dwarfs. That's a specific thing. A little dwarfism person is different dwarfism. than a dwarf. Oh. Um, the term a little
1: person is one of the more than two hundred medical conditions known as dwarfism. Dwarfism, so I think it's the same thing.
0: Little People of America. Many people who experience dwarfism prefer the term little person. That's according to the Little mm-hmm. People of America website.
1: Oh, who can Who can figure it out these days? But now,
0: when I go to the website, it's it's doesn't exist anymore. So. I'd
1: feel extremely uncomfortable referring to someone as a dwarf. Come on.
0: Person of <laughs> short stature is acceptable.
1: I would like a little, I would like to say a little person. Okay.
0: Um, isn't it a thing?
1: And it's about what I like and what makes me comfortable.
0: Isn't it? Isn't it a thing in <laughs> the community that- or like in working in show business with little people? I I feel like I understand you don't ask them to like sit in your lap. <laughs> like, I think right. that's an offensive thing.
1: Or pet them on the head.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it's like, like that weird scene at the end where she's like, come on. And like Robin Lively crawls into her lap and then they reverse it. And it is kind of touching because, you know, it's a friendship, I guess.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: But it was a little, it was one of the, there are some jarring notes in addition to the musical numbers, which in defense yeah. of the film uh, and the director and the screenwriters, You know, the musical numbers were sort of forced upon this through the head of the studio saying like, hey, there's a bunch of places we could throw these musical numbers in. Because when the first one comes in, which is what I like boys or something, I love boys Mm -hmm. in the Mm gym, like, you're like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? At first I thought, oh, this is like, you know, crass attempt to capitalize yes. on all the high school movies and Porky's yeah. and yeah. Grease, and it's going to do so poorly. But then like, there isn't really another musical number, is there? Like a full-on oh, song great. number.
2: I want to be the, the most girl, popular girl. And then, um... Or I'm going well, well. to... Sort of but does she sing that popular. or is that
0: sung by the soundtrack? But they're boxing and they're and dancing, and
2: the boys are driving by in the car doing their raps. That's they true. Call it a musical top movie. that
0: is the oh next my
1: one. God. Now, I'm wondering with top that, do they know they're being gross or like, is that a choice? What do you mean, gross? Or,
0: you mean like co opting well, black culture gross?
1: They're gross. <laughs> that and their movements are crazy and they're gross you know well, like, I think it's a
0: that- I mean it's a poor white person's attempt to
1: is it okay. to, to so they were trying the best they could
0: well you if think. you in the article you know the 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 two brothers who did the music <laughs> say that they they had a bunch of songs and some of them like I think I love boys was already a song uh that they had they had that and they had a couple of the other songs and then I think at one point they were called back in And uh, one of the things I love about the making of story of this is there's just so many great moments, which I think we can all relate to, which is the humiliating moments in the showbiz life where you sort of acquiesce and exceed something that just robs your soul of any worth or value, (laughs) but you're doing it because you need the work, you know, you want to be a team player, whatever it is. And one of the moments for that- I was
1: a piece of pepperoni. I mean, it doesn't get any more than that.
0: There you go. Right? It doesn't get any worse than that. So.
1: I don't care if people love flavored crust on their pizza. They like me the best. It's like a law or something. Everybody knows that pepperoni is the star of the pizza. Pepperoni rocks. Whatever.
0: (laughs) This guy's pepperoni moment was being called in and said like, hey, the kids love rap. Can you get some raps in this movie? And, you know, the sort of probably middle-aged, you know, white studio musician guy was like, yeah, absolutely. And came back in the next day. And had to perform top that in front of eight executives <laughs> who just sort of sat there stone-faced. And as far as raps go, it's pretty horrible and pretty unfunky, despite what... <laughs> the, despite what, so funky. <laughs> despite what Polly says.
3: Let's go back the other way. No, just, just go up and, and talk to him. Are you kidding? I'm so embarrassed. Look at how funky he is.
0: And so it's like silence in the room. And he's like, oh, my God, this is a new low, even for me. (laughs) And one guy just one executive says, that'll do. And the other Uh and everyone else goes, yeah, it's great. And so that's how they arrived at top that, which, listen, as horrible as it is, it's kind of an iconically bad moment that we're still all talking about.
3: (laughs) Fred just waved at you. You know, I wish you saw more of me than just brains, though, you know? Give him time. Men are like another species. They're really hard to get through to. Like, take Rat for
1: example. <laughs> Rat <Rhett>? Capitalette? <Catholic? laughs> you like
0: Rat, <Rhett>, Molly. <laughs> you think he's weird, don't you? I mean, he's not exactly my type, but yeah, I, mean, yeah, I guess he's cute.
3: <laughs> yeah, and he's really nice and he's really funny. I heard him
1: in class once, uh, and he has the cutest walk. Yeah, I guess I could see you guys together.
0: I'm King, and they know it. When I snap my fingers, and everybody says, show sure, it. I'm hot, and you're not. Want to hang with me, I'll give it one shot. Top back! Top back. No, I'm not in a mood. Oh. <laughs> top top oh my god. You can dream until you but you will never top back.
3: <laughs> Let's go back the other way. No, just, just go up and talk to him. Are you kidding? I'm so embarrassed. Look at how funky he is.
0: I will never be hip. hot, and you're not, but if you want to hang with me, I'll give it one shot. Top that, top that, you can do all that you can, but you'll never top that. Top that, so top that. Supersonic, idiotic, disconnected, not respected, who would ever really want to go and top that? such a waste, a pretty face, but hanging in your Noah's space. I wish that you would take a look and really stop that, stop that, well stop that, I don't really give up
1: about trying to top that, top that, stop that, I wish you finally take a real look and really stop that. What's this? Stop that, stop that, I don't really give up about trying to And it's performed by noah blake yeah and he never did anything else what? After that. no he must
0: have done some things after that
1: okay wait let's, let's look him up see anything else oh wait 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 he's been you're working right, forever you're right, you're right. look at oh this guy oh my gosh forget it he's got 62 wrong. credits <gasps> he was on the office he was a waiter on the office Aww. eek He was a lot of guest stars harry on and the henderson's tv version
0: la what law Married with Children, Growing Pains,
1: hmm.
0: 21 Jump Street, My Sister Sam. I just posted about that. I'd love to that. see his reel. <laughs> I'm sure he'd show it to you.
1: <laughs> I know. Can we talk
0: and about- for listeners who wow. don't know, uh, Noah Blake hmm. is the son of Imprisoned. Is Robert Blake alive? Is he Is he <gasps> in prison? right. No, he's free. Isn't he free man?
2: Wait, Was he the one where they did the did documentary he? and and they caught him whispering? They know. They
0: know. No, 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 no. That's Robert Durst.
2: Okay. okay. Yeah, Robert is also Blake is still alive. A suspected murderer.
0: There. Are, Correct. Robert Blake's another suspected murderer with the first name Robert, so it's easy to get confused. Yeah. Um, he supposedly, allegedly, murdered his wife Bonnie Bakley. Mm. Um
1: he looks like Chris Cuomo. It was when a he was huge
0: young. scandal in the early 2000s.
1: Bonnie Lee Bakley, but yeah. he
0: was acquitted, uh, and is okay. a, apparently a free man
2: uh, to this day. But he he did he said he did it.
0: No, no, no. I think he claimed it was an accident. Um, let me see. Okay. He was arrested but the presumption of trumped. innocence trumped when jurors didn't believe what they thought was flimsy evidence. Okay. And Blake was acquitted in a trial that made worldwide headlines.
1: Oh my. And then his son became
0: um, a rapper. The son, I mean, talk about being willing to go there. In a way, <laughs> it's a form of like cluelessness or bravery. I mean, to be willing yeah. to be filmed yeah. performing that way.
1: Right, right. Right, that's <laughs> that's just balls. I mean,
0: do you think he was excited to do that? I don't know. I don't like. Did they know? I don't. Maybe the set was so fun that you know you're just kind of.
1: Yeah, f- did he think it was great? Like, did he go <laughs> nailed it after? Well, that whole know? trio, like you got it. They dude. seem kind
0: of in on it, don't they? I don't know. I can't. I think know. they're in on, I think they're in on it. I mean, everybody's in on it in the movie. Everybody's chewing scenery. Look at the teacher who you know disrobes in class and. I mean, everybody is kind of fully aware of where they are, right? Even poor Dick Sargent is like, hey, I'm a trooper here. I've been in show business 60 years, you know? This is a payday.
1: I need to know how you guys felt about the mom. Like, what? (laughs) She bothered me. Like, what are you doing? She smiled and was like saccharine and just like, didn't make sense. I'm like, what are you, are you a stepford? What? Like, yeah, are you going was for that? Or?
0: You know what it was? It's like Dick Sargent, in a way, has a sort of much more uh, thankful role because he gets to have an actually warm relationship with his child and be understanding yeah. and yeah. bring her a weird plate of apples and cookies. <laughs> For studying, a snack
1: of two red uh, apples. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the worst kind of apples.
0: She's like, Dad, I'm, Dad, I'm about to be making out with this guy. I don't want to have like apple skin in my teeth. Um, Where are your chairs? <laughs> That's the thing. They, they
2: that for all of her.
0: There was like four takes on the chair line. <laughs> I'm having them reupholstered. <laughs> I was doing exercise. Uh, I can't remember what the other two excuses was, but and Brad just the mom is kind of like one of the movies. I think it was. Uh, you know, like the much better version of this movie is Heather's, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. So
0: she's. I, but the
1: mom, I feel like could have been more overbearing. If she's the one I always agree. choosing the clothes, she could have. It's just a little a underwritten. Little I would, the mom role is a little yeah. underwritten.
2: Of the mom was like, the mom's supposed to be pretty to highlight the fact mm. that her daughter is waiting to the moment that she blocked no, Maybe to be sort of
1: then she needed more she needed yeah, more she needed the actor to
0: kind of be on set and be like hey guys this yes. is great on the page but i'm thinking maybe i could be a little larger than the role here to <laughs> really play up the difference between myself and my daughter right
1: i think writers and directors love when actors have input <laughs> yeah. on making their role bigger <laughs> i have some ideas how about a rap for the mother?
0: <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of that, did you guys see the clip going around last week of the actor who put himself on tape doing yeah. the Robin Williams yeah. thing?
2: Robin?
3: I got to
0: try another thing here. More calling, Austin. There's
2: something I
3: tell Come me. in your fatitude. Muller, Hello, Austin. Falling asleep on the job again, Muller. No, your immenseness. Just uh, working on my report on dreams. (laughs) Dreams? Well, dreams are a beautiful aspect of human culture. In fact, it happens when you're at night and you close your eyes and all kinds of images happen and it's really bizarre. Well, let's try this one. Well, it depends on all you ask. If you ask Cinderella, she might sing it to you and say... A dream
2: is a wish, your heart. Robin! John Belushi died last night.
0: What?
2: They found him in his bungalow this morning.
0: And then, yep. did you see uh, Jack Plotnick's version of that? Oh, no. it is fucking brilliant! Um, what did you think of the Robin Williams, uh, the first one? Because at test the, the first one I was Robin going was, around, I was like, "Oh wow, like I that'll be cool." Because I was just seeing people reacting to it on Twitter, uh-huh. and then when I watched it, I was like, "Cringe." <laughs>
1: Well, people love to make Robin just this beloved. Yeah. Like, I thought he was a great performer, but, you know, people just love to make the hero genius. It's such an unpopular opinion of mine. Um, but I saw his daughter Zelda was like, guys, please stop don't do this. sending me the video. Oh, God, I've yes. seen it. I don't. It's weird. Yeah. You keep sending it to me. So that colored that for me, yeah. too.
0: But what did you think? Heather? I
1: haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of out of it. <laughs> she wasn't
0: awake at the time. <laughs> Heather, good for you. Okay. Just stay pure. Yeah, Don't change.
2: You know what? Don't see it. <laughs> Don't I'll even bother. It. So she watch Jack Plotnick's version
0: is hilarious because yeah. <laughs> I think what's hilarious is this beautiful actor is playing Pam Dauber and mm-hmm. she's got these incredible eyes and this beautiful hair. And and in Plotnick's version, he's like, uh, that's not, he comes out in like a very stringy, bad eighties Pam Dauber wig. And he's kind of like, this is more like what Pam Dauber's hair really looked like. <laughs> it's very, very funny. I thought okay, Jack, I, I thought, watch. I thought Jack sort of did a thing that only he could really do, which is kind of point out all the things that sort of feel kind of cringy and off about the first okay. the first right. video. But uh-huh. used he used comedy in order to comment on those things without doing what I'm doing, which is just sort of like shitting on the original. Video. And me
1: too. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just like it right through. he's much, <laughs> much, opinion, much creative
0: and able to sort of <laughs> take it down without having yeah. to say a word about how he felt about the original, which cool. I think is the best use of the comedy approach.
3: More, call, more calling Orson. Come in, Orson. Cut. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I'm waiting for her to say. She's supposed to say Robin. No, she. She no, has I to see. interrupt. She has to interrupt you. No, you're you're supposed to keep talking, and no. then she interrupts. No. Yes, that is all I said. And say after it. that, it says he's riffing. I so he say, You're supposed to riff, like like Robin Williams. you oh, supposed to be riffing. Oh, okay. Um, it's in the stage directions. Look, it says he's riffing about the Orson stuff. Yeah, I see stuff. that now. It says it here. It says he riffs on the Orson stuff. So you you hmm? want to do some fun improv, and she'll interrupt. <laughs> I don't, know. I just wanna, I think we got it. I'm good, I feel good. We didn't get the- Let's be done with that part of the scene. Well, I- it, Right? But you, you- Action. Robin? Dobbs, is it about the fart earlier? Sorry about that, won't happen again. Cut. Uh, sorry, uh, hmm? you're just, it sounds like- What? Okay, he didn't really fart. He's joking. <sighs> he He's trying to make her laugh, so- Okay. Because he didn't really fart. Okay. Action. Dobbs. Sorry about the fart earlier. It won't happen again. Cut. Okay, you still, the way you're reading it, it it sounds like he really farted and you're apologizing for it. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't. But now it's funny because now he's like laughing about the fact that he farted. He didn't fart. That's what I'm trying to tell you. (sighs) Don't you get that he didn't fart? It's not you. Well, I know it's not me. I just feel like I need to just give me five. This is really more what Pam Dauber's hair looked like. This was exactly like this behind her ear, and she had really thin lips. Holy shit, I'm such a dead ring. You really should just hire me (laughs) to play both roles, sorry. Okay, cut, print. (laughs) I'll have my agent call all of yours agents, right? That's how it works.
1: Yeah. I should remember that for my comedy (laughs) radio show. I mean, you're a a comedy person. (laughs) Yeah, and I always forget. I like go for like what's most interesting to me and conversational. And then I go, oh, wait, I gotta put a joke in there. And I always forget that part.
0: Can we segue into a deep conversation about the philosophy of comedy in our current pop culture and society?
2: Cancel culture. (laughs) Where are you trying to go from Teen Witch? Wait, can we just talk about the brother's accent? Because I mean... (laughs)
0: oh my god oh the my brother god. I is, loved it. marianne yeah. likes the marianne likes the brother you like the brother joshua john miller
3: where's mom oh are well, you supposed to be this is disgusting you better clean this mess up before mom gets home i don't have to i am telling you i don't want to listen to her yell at you you are an unbelievable pig I'm rubber.
0: You're a glue.
3: Whatever you call me sticks back on you. No, I'm rubber. You're glue. Whatever you call me sticks back on you. You think you're hot stuff because you went to a dance. Dreamer, nobody wants to date you because you're a dog. A dog! A dog! <gasps> <gasps> hey,
1: I feel funny. He was like, I thought he was crazy. Yeah, like... So quirky. I couldn't take my eyes off him because I'm like, what? He's like, is this choice? (laughs) He's like, no
2: one's coming to your party, doll. (laughs) You going to have a birthday party. Nobody's coming, doll. I'm going to make myself some food in the kitchen.
1: You're so right. He's so as in eating. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I found that really disturbing. I found that he's he's introed by hiding under her bed eating food. Yeah. It's very disturbing. Uh, And then
1: saying, he even said, "Like I can't stop eating." It's all. I can do. Yeah,
0: and then he's he's making a pizza with marshmallows, mm-hmm. and
1: I, 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 like cry for I, I was very
0: disturbed by him. him. I did not enjoy any time he was on screen. <laughs>
1: now you pointed out that it sounded like they dubbed over him, and after you said it, that's all I could. Yes, I, I heard it, but I didn't notice it before that.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Maybe it's on. Oh, it was way very it strange. know to
1: me because it's not a child's voice. <laughs>
0: No, I mean, I think it is his voice. I'm not sure. But if you watch the film, I think all of his scenes seem dubbed after the fact, which gives it this kind of removed weird quality that I think is probably what I was reacting Heather.
1: to. That reminds me, Heather, remember the commercial oh, yes. you sent me? Yes. And you were like, no, no, I wasn't dubbed. And I'm like, um, I think you were. I did a Larry H. Parker lawyer commercial in LA. Oh, that I remember this story. Yeah. And she sent it to me and she goes... <laughs> Why'd they dub your line? I'm like They didn't, that's my voice And then I'm like, holy shit They dubbed my voice And I realized because Larry Parker now Solves 90% of his cases oh, What percent was it
0: when you whatever.
1: did it? It was like
0: 83.
1: Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was something Minnesota.
0: It was the facts. Wow, so not they hated your vote. For, for a lawyer advertising on TV to be so concerned yeah. about getting the rate right, I'm kind of impressed. I might go to Larry Parker Jr.
3: The law offices of Larry H. Parker have been successful in 95% of our cases. Let's meet some of our clients. Business owners hire Larry H. Parker, millennials hire Larry H. Parker,
0: real estate agents hire Larry H. Parker,
3: army veterans hire Larry H. Parker. Nurses hire Larry H. Parker. Loss prevention managers hire Larry
0: H. Parker. Bikers hire Larry H. Parker.
2: Even models hire Larry H. Parker.
0: When we say we'll fight for you, we mean it. Hablamos español.
1: And how did I not get paid again? They come on.
0: Hmm. You should have your agent call about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, my agent, Dalia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, the brother. Do you guys remember what the brother's name is in real life? <laughs> Yeah.
0: Joshua John Miller.
1: Okay, why did they dub Joshua John?
0: By the way, if you're an actor and you're out there in Hollywood and your name is say Josh Miller, just be Josh Miller. You don't have to be Joshua John Miller.
1: Joshua John. JJ.
0: I don't like people who put three names together for the sake of putting three names together.
1: I think I found it.
0: You found why they dubbed him? Yeah. Why?
1: Hold on. Hold on. It's, uh, I got to. If it's on the internet,
0: it must be true.
1: (laughs) It's, um, especially
0: if you have to scroll through several ads to get to the information that you were promised in the click. Then it's definitely.
1: Admitted it took some time for him to understand the. Hush, hush. And in Variety reported there was going to be a remake of Teen Witch, but it hasn't happened.
0: Hasn't happened. There have been many stagings of it or song staging. I was just going
1: to say it would be a great play. Oh, hmm.
0: maybe you should do it, right?
1: I will. I'll, I'll do it at my daughter's, um, school when I direct, I'm going to director. Are you going
0: to cast Heather as the uh, gym teacher and, and revisit and yeah. revisit her past trauma?
1: Absolutely. I have to bring the gang. I'll fly her in from LA. I'm sure. The,
0: there's a yeah. budget. Well, I was kind of, jo- I was joking with you last night, but I, I do think admirably, The movie does avoid some of the sort of trashy, cheap cliches that other even more critically regarded high school films of this era indulge themselves in. We don't have any like crass racial uh, profiling going on. Um, We even we even sort of skirt the, you know, 80s lesbian gym teacher motif mostly I mean, yes. right. yeah, I mean yeah I mean we
2: have a moment but it's not They didn't milk it more which they didn't milk like from it. that article was the original
0: script <laughs> was the original writing yeah. yes so i mean i think that's kind of impressive in a way no right no people of color no but like there's a there's there's one actor who has kind of a nice scene when the teacher is is made to go through the car wash uh, and i really liked the actor who sort of encounters him afterwards uh, in the car wash, and the teacher's okay. trying to pay him. So they
1: gave one person of color the part of the car wash? Yeah,
0: it's not, admittedly, not a great, great. you know, it's not a, it's not a towering role, hey, eh? but, you know, he does a nice job with it as, as as an otherwise kind of thankless thing. So, yeah, it doesn't have, casting-wise, there's no diversity. But, like I said, it doesn't have, you know, long duck dong, like in a John True. Waters movie, the sage John, you know, not John yeah. Waters, John, John Hughes, you know, uh, yeah. I think those movies have have probably a lot more. Um,
1: yeah, kind of- a lot of sexist, sexist, you know, like they have the girls doing the dumb dance in the um, locker room. So when you say
0: sexist, you mean sexy? Good.
1: Sexy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have the girl, you know, and it is kind of annoying. It's like the whole girl's, the girl's whole goal is to get Brad, you know?
0: You know, there's something about period kind of movies of this time when you see the girls dancing in the locker room there's a there, like nowadays there's a lot more technology to help the actor in the moment right back then you're pretty much just kind of dancing around nude in a locker oh. room even though you're wearing a bathing suit you know right you know it, it feels a little so more like- risky like anything could happen at any moment here
1: Yeah. Yeah. It feels real. And with their budget and timeline, (laughs) they probably had to get it done. So, you know what I mean? Like we probably saw the original tape. Wait, you know who I like in the
0: friend group? So who is the most popular girl? Rhonda. Randa. I don't even know how the hell you say the name. Who is her kind of black haired, Irish looking friend? She's hilarious. Is that Kiki?
1: That goes in the pool?
0: Yes. She thought she was very funny. She's the one who kind of wants to be in the play
1: right yeah oh yeah she was the lead i thought she was she, very
0: funny uh, yeah
1: she was good and i think she does a lot of stuff now megan
0: gallivin she was very funny i thought she was kind of good she had kind of a um yeah kind of like a shannon doherty thing going kind of yeah heathers era shannon doherty mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but it, i
1: am sad that robin lively never had like a bigger
0: you say that, that, but I mean,
1: hasn't
0: she worked her entire life in movies? She's, not, she's no Blake. Well, but I mean, look, she's a working actor since true. 1978.
1: Yes. So what do you want, Marianne? Yeah. yeah. What yeah, do you want right. out of someone? Right. <laughs> yes.
0: She has credits I mean, through 2020. Yeah, she am. has pre-production <laughs> announced credits. I mean, that's a I working actor. That's, hours be, hours a that's, what, right. that's what being right. an actor is it's for true. 99% of actors.
1: And you know what? I think I'd rather have that than the fame of the other side, where it's like people are hunting your children Absolutely. down and trying to get photos. Yeah, you're right. And she's 52. I'd rather be under the range. She's yeah. my age. God, she looks she so good. She doesn't look
0: as good as I do, but you know, for that That yeah. sun out in, in LA. I want you to be careful with that, Heather.
2: <laughs> I'm trying, you know I'm a shut-in. <laughs> I'm not worried about. You're her. not worried
1: about her skin tone.
2: <laughs> Have I told you guys? My parents bought me these special sun shirts that are sort of lightweight and they cover everything. And I wore them through a pool with some people, and they were saying, "Ooh, Heather leaves everything to the imagination."
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a pool party.
0: Wow! Thanks, yeah. mom and dad. Here's
1: your. Her, her, don't forget your swim turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Goes up and has a hood.
0: Are you going to get one of those hats oh, that has sort of like a, a back on it that covers the neck from sun damage too? I mean, you know, oh, I right. haven't, like a pool I haven't uh, committed pool that hat. Far
2: yet, I'm still trying to be a little young. <laughs> she will get there, but you know,
0: I'm. Sure- Listen, Heather. You know what? When you're 80 and you have flawless alabaster skin, they'll all be they'll neck. all be laughing then, won't they?
2: I mean, I'm already <laughs> aging, guys. It's it's a little unavoidable, but I am trying. To- look, <laughs> look at that neck, though.
0: Whose neck?
1: Her, the back of her neck oh you're saying hypothetical
0: so look at it down the road
1: yeah <laughs> yes because she's covering it hey i've got to go read a book to my daughter Mom. wait where
0: are your priorities <laughs> I
1: know.
0: we're talking about teen witch far, so okay far. what's the next <laughs> she gets it what's the next witch movie we have to do three Ooh, the witch uh, is there another is there like a christmas witch or something we can do in a few months like what, give oh. me some suggestions before you go
1: Witches of Eastwick, that's a good yeah. one It's darker Ooh, I would do that That's great Worst Witch, I mean, for next year for sure. <laughs> <laughs> We've, We're taking What, what are the
0: other mind. sort of 80s witch movies?
2: Um,
1: oh um, Teen
0: well, Mountain
2: or
1: something sure. Oh, <gasps> witch mountain! Remember, I made you say a witch mountain line. You mean our... escape
0: to witch mountain? <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. We already did. We did that on the pod already. Oh, that's Disney. That's like sixties. That's the sixties. I
1: gave I gave Heather a nod to that in our um series. You did? Mo- uh, print models. Yeah, she. I don't remember. Refresh my memory. Hands on her temples, and I <laughs> and I go. Are you getting a message? <laughs> and, or she said it. Do or you remember something the name yeah. of the cat? No. Winky. Yeah, you're right. Don't you remember I the winking cat? Yes. God. And
0: now you know the star um, of that movie is one of the Real Housewives now.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, everyone know that. knows that. You I know, know that. Jeez. Um, Yeah, I think Witches of Eastwick would be great. Um, but 80s. So you
0: want to finally do a good witch movie is what you're saying. Yeah.
1: <laughs> witch movie. I love *Witches*. I mean. Oh, anything by Elvira. Hmm. Bewitched.
0: It's great. She didn't make any movies though, did she?
1: Yeah. She did. Mistress
0: of the dark. Yeah. Well, I thought that was a TV show.
1: 1988. No, uh, Did you know that
0: the house that, um, that the little person operates from is the same house used by Michael Jackson in the music video for thriller?
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, I did know that. No. <laughs> um, I'm just filling
0: some time here to keep you on the,
1: Blair on. Witch Project yet to oh, no, I can't oh, The do Craft. Yeah, The craft, craft is a 1996. Classic yeah. Witch.
0: Is that, um, what's her name? Uh, Ioni Sky? or? Uh, yeah. Is that who it is?
1: Yep. Isn't it? <laughs>
0: There's three people who have no idea what they're talking about, ladies and gentlemen.
1: I'm, oh, Rosemary's Baby, that's 1968. Did that was not we a not witch not thing, up. really. I don't...
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, we did that also on the pod, great episode. I highly recommend it. Right, um, it right. does hold up. It's a blistering satire of society more than it is a horror movie. And it features... Uh,
1: Nev Campbell, sorry.
0: Oh, that's the okay. Craft. I was just in the middle of a salient point about...
1: <laughs> I was reading, <laughs> go on, Don't, go don't on. let me interrupt. <laughs> it was like background music to And also reading. to be
0: interrupted for a Nev Campbell take. <laughs>
1: Wow, that's, a, that's like a new—that's
0: that's like a new low in not listening. You know, <laughs> you're gonna want to hear this. <laughs> hey, do you guys know this you're... about Nev Campbell? <laughs> Interesting fact: More her left ear is Neve clipped. <laughs> She's
1: triple pierced.
0: Okay, so um, let's let let's let everyone go because Heather just woke up out in LA. It's um, <laughs> it's have it's breakfast. five five thirty in the in the afternoon, so it's time for her to Saruza have
1: Farouza Bulk.
0: Oh, that's who I was thinking of. Okay, that's a '90s actor right there.
1: Like, yeah.
0: No, I don't want to do any of those. I don't want to do a bad one. That's my point. So, you know, you said '80s, right? I said '80s, but I mean, if there's no other good witch movies, then we have to move on and just... which is the for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> gag me with a spoon. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Rochester is like totally the same thing <laughs> as the Valley. <laughs>
1: Rochester. You have to sound a Because
0: they all are. What the yeah. hell? They're in Rochester. Wouldn't you be? I would be. Probably right now, because it's probably like 30 below zero.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know,
0: the wind is it's howling off season. that lake that you're near, whatever it is. <laughs> are you near a lake?
1: Yeah, Ontario. Ontario. Ontario, Ontario. yeah.
0: And we're eating <laughs> yeah. weird foods that we caught from the lake. Yeah, weird fishes. You garbage don't have anywhere plates. else. And the weird plates of food we call garbage plates. Can't make my yeah.
1: lunch, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I actually believe you.
0: <laughs> Heather, please get out into the world today, okay? Make the world a brighter place you know by gracing I, it with your presence. Leave the house. Here,
2: but I'm going I'm doing I'm performing a wine bar in Santa Clarita.
0: Oh, I love Ooh. it. Do you have
2: glam glamour in your life? I don't think so.
0: No, we don't. I'm not <laughs> going to Santa Clarita. <laughs> Heather's already off mic, so I guess that's our cue, Mary. I, I guess we got to go. Just
1: prepping food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading about the craft. I yeah, mean, it's, it's all, just all off the help. rails. Ned
0: Campbell, okay. do you want to <laughs> spit? And then I'll leave. I'll just be talking to myself here. That's okay. <laughs> 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 Welcome back it's to Forecasting Crew, everyone. Aren't you glad this is the first one back after three months of absence? A lot of great t- territory covered there. Okay, guys, <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate all it right. as always. Um, I think we're all gonna do a little more research into 80s and 90s witch movies and we'll find just the right one to do our, what's a triumvirate or a Follow, triplicate yeah. or Tr- is there a witch? Oh, Trinity. It's witchy, so Trinity, mm. yeah. Right. So, okay, all right. all right then. Bye, guys. All
1: right, bye good night, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.